0: Prophetic community. Hallelujah. A prophetic community equals a prophetic people. And I'm going to read a particular scripture that so many of us get to know or we know. But in the Pentecostal circle we do apply it for a selfish reason. But I want to, I want to say something this morning for you to understand and to get out of whatever confinement you seem to find yourself. Hallelujah. Prophetic people, like I said, is a prophetic community of people. It's not just one man. Now turn with me to the book of, I mean, Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Prophetic people. Or prophetic community. We are in a season where every local assembly, in the true sense of it, should come up to the place of a prophetic dimension. Psalm 105, verse number 14, the Bible says, He suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes. Hallelujah. Then verse 15 says, Say, touch not my anointed and do my prophet, no harm." Mm? No, 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 no. Watch this. When you read this scripture, often and again, Psalm 105, 14 and 15. People look at this scripture and they have to take it to themselves when you get them offended. Or when they talk to you and you don't, you don't listen or you don't obey. I'm talking about maybe ministers or pastors. Even if they have done something which is actually wrong, and you try to say something, say, Touch no my anointed, I'll do my prophet no harm. Have you heard that before? Right. And sometimes we even go buy stickers on these and put it on our doorposts and put it on our cars and put it on our fridge doors because the food inside must not be touched. Touch no my anointed, I'll do my prophet no harm. So we put it on the door of the fridge. Are you getting this? Ah, uh, so when anybody enter the house, the false disease is touch no mind, dead, I do my prophet know him." Well, it's beautiful. But if this is what you mean, I beg to give an explanation to this morning. Now, if you look at the scripture here, it says, Touch no manote that I do my prophets. Did you notice that? Hallelujah. It's plural, not one prophet, not one man. Now, I want to make you understand something. When he said, touch no my anointed, and do my prophet no harm. Like I said, he's not talking to one man. Now, if you take it alongside verse 14, you will see something. He suffered no man to do them. Come on now. Did you get that? He suffered no man to do them. Plural. Wrong. Yeah. He reproved kings for their so it's not one man scripture. It's not a scripture for one man, it's a scripture for a community of people. Are you there? He's talking to a whole people, not one person. He suffered no man to do them wrong. Yeah, he reproved kings for their sakes. As they say, Touch no my anointed and do my prophets. No harm, many people, so you see you can't be jumping around and just picking the, now there's nothing the wrong if you identify with the community that God is talking about. Are you still there okay, but can you can you pick this up a little bit, please the volume all right are you there okay, fine, so now talk to my problem in the first place, this actually was dealing with the patriarchs, people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because you know, I'm going to read the scripture as we go on Genesis 20, but remember, uh, God was always protecting these three guys Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has a way of speaking to kings, you not know, to do them harm. He has a way to say, don't touch them. Anytime, say, remember, he even spoke to Laban when he wanted to touch Jacob. Are you getting that? Fine. That is actually in the first sense in which it was applied. Anytime God and um, people wanted to touch Abraham or Isaac or Jacob, God will speak on their behalf, unknown to them. And that is something you need to begin to understand that when you belong to a community or a prophetic community, God speaks on your behalf, even when you least understand what He's saying. Do you understand this? You may not even know what people are trying to do to you, but because you belong to the community of the prophet, God speaks on your behalf and one people against doing you harm, unknown to you. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So, number one, he speaks first of all of these three guys, and then he speaks of the whole community of Israel as they were marching through the wilderness. Amen. Why? Because they were a kingdom of priests and kings unto God. Now, prophets and kings generally were anointed. Remember, David was anointed as a king. Every prophet is anointed as a, every priest is anointed. In the Old Testament, or that. are you getting what I'm talking about? For now. Now you put on the whole community of Israel, you have kings, you have prophets, you have priests. So now it's a congregation of prophets, kings, and priests. So it's an anointed community. That's what it stands for now. Now remember, the oil must pour from the head down to the body, according to Aaron's uh, picture. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Okay, fine. So it simply means when you are under Or you belong to that community of the anointed when you are also under the anointing. Now the protection they have automatically becomes your protection. Are you understand what I'm saying? Please, this is very vital. Very vital. Uh, Let me give you a story here. I traveled a few... Last week, I was with my elder sister and then for about... Quite some time I've not met with her in the dimension and she just came and held my hand and we just singing and singing and singing and said, well, what is the problem? I had a vision. So what was the vision? He said, there were these people that came and said they want to have you. And there were so many. He said, but they couldn't get close to you. They come so close, but there was something around you that they couldn't touch you. And they turned around and said, okay, this is his sister. Let's get his sister in place of him. He said, as they were coming to me, I find that there's a kind of blanket as well that overshadowed me. They come so close and they miss their way. Three times they attempted and they left. I said the next thing I saw was a congregation of people that asked me to take handkerchief and let's be singing Hosanna. And I woke up. He said, My brother, God is on your side. The same thing can happen to you. Let me tell you something. I don't know who is after me. I don't even think about who is after me. Why? Because I in my heart of heart belong to a prophetic community. I know that. That is why I've always tell you my prayer point is completely different from the things you pray for. Because he does it unknown to me. Can you imagine Jacob? Moving out. Laban was angry. And God spoke to him. So when you get done, don't touch anything. Can you remember that? God won Laban before ever he gets to Jacob. God will rebuke kings for your sake. You only need to come to a place of belonging to a prophetic community. Israel was marching through the wilderness. In fact, it was God that was begging them. When you get to them, don't touch your property. Just leave them alone. Can you remember that? Other people, the Bible said their heart was melting when Israel was coming. God was going before them. You're fighting so many battles and you don't even know the battles you're fighting. Do you know the world God is doing? Do you know how many people really want to come against you? And you want to calculate every one of them and fight every one of them? You're just wasting time, man. You only know to come to the place of belonging to a community of the prophetic people. And God will start speaking to kings. Unknown to you. In their dreams and in their vision. He wants them. Even before they wake up. Somebody gets angry with you this morning. Wake up the next day. smiling. Why? He has an encounter in the realm of spirit. God has started speaking again. As I thought this guy hated me. Now he can no longer hate you. God won yesterday night. Touch no my anointed and do my prophet no harm. This one belongs to a prophetic community. Right. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Yes, now let me show you what I have to say a little bit on this. Genesis 20. Genesis 20. Touch no man anointed and do my prophet no harm. It's not a scripture for one man. It's not a scripture for stickers. Those who own stickers. It's not for bumpers. Mm. It's a place of coming into a relationship with a prophetic community that that grace will begin to work on your behalf. It's not your saying it that makes it work. It works because it's a virtue. It's a grace from God. Hallelujah. Genesis 20. Are you there? And Abraham journeyed from thence towards the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shaw and sojourning Gerah. Verse 2. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent her, took Sarah. Beautiful baby. Ooh. Hallelujah. God must have done some work well in the life of this woman, isn't it? Because she was such an old man, but but this man will see. uh uh Hallelujah. The Lord will renew your youth. Old age will disappear. And then Jesus Christ, are you there? Even when you are old, men will still be looking for you. <laughs> but God came to Abimelech in the dream by night, Ooh. and said to him, "Behold, thou art but a dead man." For the woman quit I have taken for each a man's wife. Listen to me. That quit belong to you. No man can take from you. You are a dead man. Do you know how God speaks to people? He does not impact them. In this circumstance. You are a dead man. And must say, Lord, what have I done? That woman in your house belongs to someone. Are you still there? Yes, sir. <laughs> Your properties, if they are in the wrong hand, they are going to be delivered back to you. You don't need to go fight anyone, except it's not yours. If it's yours, very soon they are going to be having dreams. Terrible dreams, terrifying dreams. Dreams that they will say, I don't understand. Somebody say, Do you have somebody's possession in your possession? Release it. Are you still there? Prophetic people. God works for them. God intercede for them. God rebuke kings for them. <laughs> Behold thou but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. Hallelujah. That's a mystery. And he said, Lord, will thou also with slay also a righteous nation? Now watch this. I, I like that place. Abimelech have not come near her. What what makes it so? This is a woman you 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 love, you sighted, and you, the whole of your body begin to quake, and you go get her as a king, and with the authority of the king, nobody can rebuke you, nobody can stop you. No advice is there. The authority has gone. Bring Sarah for me, and Sarah was brought. All this while she in your house, you never touched her. What happened? You just lost your mind. You just lost the interest on this beautiful lady you brought in. Let me tell you something. God was preserving the womb of Sarah for Isaac. Are you still there? (laughs) The womb of Sarah has to be preserved for Isaac to come in because as he was not going to be a second son or anything else because Christ must be the first. And Isaac is a type of Christ. Are you listening to me? Okay, watch this. And he said, Abimelech said, Lord, I don't understand this. Will you also want to destroy a righteous nation? I mean, in other words, what is it like? And then verse 5 says, Said not unto me, she is my sister. And she even herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my hand and innocency of my hands have I done this. Now look at verse 6. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou did this, this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore, suffer I thee not to torture. So it wasn't because Abimelech didn't want, but Abimelech could not. Why could he not? Because God stopped it. Now that comes to a place. God helping me, I'm going to be teaching on reproba. I mentioned I don't know when I have to raise teach that teacher. Why do you think people continue to do some things and they continue to do it no matter what you tell them? Because God has given them over. There is no restraining force from the Lord. Everybody has a propensity to sin. Why some of us can't sin as we should? <laughs> Did you hear what I'm talking about? It's because there is a restraining force behind the sin. So the glory is not yours, but for the Lord. That is why you can't be self righteous because it's not you doing it, it's God. I will tell you. You know what? After Sarah have looked at this, I mean, Abimelech have looked at this Sarah, it's so beautiful as she is. All of a sudden, she just lost just lost interest. I don't get close to Sarah anymore. I mean nothing. And he doesn't feel anything again towards Sarah. God just took us something from Abimelech. So shall he be with you. Amen. That when sin is before you, God is going to remove something. You'll be looking at seeing, but you can't perform. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <laughs> and that has to do with those, when we speak I say those who retain the knowledge of he gives them that power. I'll make you see what I'm talking about. So watch this. He said, I suffered you not to torture. Not because you don't want to. It's not your own strength. so many of us do all manner of things. When we insult people, we don't look back. God is not holding us back. (laughs) If God begins to hold you back, your mouth will be shut. You come to a place where people offend you. Instead of cursing back, you'll be crying. You can't curse back. You can't insult back. You don't know why you can't insult back. God is retaining a righteousness in your life. Are you getting this? Hallelujah. Okay, now, so verse number seven. Now therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. Woo. <laughs> and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt leave. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die. Die and all thy... Oh, come on. Are you still there? Restore, because this man is a prophet. I him pray for you. What is he trying to say? Now, Who's a prophet? We well, are don't interpret that. From this context. False in false in scripture. One of the first places that the word prophet is used was for Abraham. I never see Abraham stood and I say, Don't say the Lord. So who is the prophet? That's the picture. <laughs> are you still there? That's why we're talking about a prophetic community. So when I speak of prophetic community, you will understand. You will come to understand very soon what I mean a prophetic community. I'm not just talking about people where everybody becomes a prophet. In the sense of what we call a prophet today. I'm not talking about that. The Bible is not even saying that either. Hallelujah. That place for the giftings of the prophecy. But that is not to say you are a prophet. Is that alright? Amen. The so now, therefore, I study man's wife. Now, uh, can I just interject something here as well? Uh, people use it to teach restitution. In some of our denominations. And maybe you find somebody that comes to the church has maybe before ever believes or something like that. I remember they would say, maybe you pay that, you pay that, that. I don't know how to put it. Say return it because it's not your wife. And they say Genesis, the Bible says restitution. Abraham Sarah has to be returned and all that. But understand this: Sarah didn't have anything to do with Abraham. The woman have been with you for five, six, seven years, and somebody come teach you return that woman because she's not your wife. What are the bases? You've been sleeping with this woman. Yeah, the Bible is saying Sarah had nothing, and Abimelech had nothing to do together with Sarah. So she is still Abraham's pure wife. She had not been entered into by Abimelech. By no means. And when you are returning, the one you are returning, who is going to pray for you? Because Abimelech said, return this woman to Abraham. Who is your let him pray for you? The one you are returning restitution, make sure somebody prays for you. Otherwise, you are wasting your time. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? You say we just have to read this book with understanding, with the mind of God, and not just use scriptures and use them to color up the things we want. Who say I believe the Bible? What do you believe? <laughs> like I spoke to somebody recently. I don't know how you believe the scripture. Do you believe the word, the letter of the word, or you also believe the proceeding word? There's a place for proceeding. Like my, my big brother, Hollow White, we say, is I'm not adding to the scripture. I'm only revealing what I'll be hidden because the Bible is a mystery. So I'm not adding anything. If you don't understand what I'm saying, that doesn't mean I'm adding. I'm only revealing a mystery which you have not known before. It has always been there. You're wrong with the letters, but the mystery behind the letters you don't have. That's what's giving us problem in the church. Are you still there? So, he now said, now I want to look at the word. Remember, I'm dealing with a prophetic community. And he used the word that Abraham is a prophet. Hallelujah. Who are prophets then? I know that verses of God consecrated to his service. Any guy who has the spirit of God to design the thoughts and the mind of God is a prophet of God. It's not talking about the man that says, does said the Lord. Like Isaiah, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel, whatever. That is just not what. Those men were actually operating on prophetic office with specific assignment. Is that okay? Jeremiah was a prophet of the nations. Specific assignment, boundaries, measures. But see, when we talk about prophet in the truces, we are dealing with people who knows the mind of God. And you know, the Bible says God was revealing the mind, his mind, unto who? Unto Abraham. He told him, through the the nations of the earth, place. He already told him what was going to come. He said, the stars and the moon, they are for yours, They are just going to be like your children. He knows the thoughts and the mind of God. That's why he's a prophet. God said, I could speak to Abraham because I know he would teach his children to obey my commandment." Is that Okay so he could tell him. Now remember what he said. He said, I will do nothing except a fair rebellion to my prophet. What does that mean? I could do nothing. He didn't say the devil could do nothing without my fair revealing. No, you understand that. There are two different things. Hello? I will do nothing except a fair rebellion not to who? My prophet. Is that okay? Who is going to do it? God, not the devil. Now, I want to see somebody come to me and say, this is what God wants to do. Then that becomes a prophet of God. But when you say this is what the devil wants to do. Whose prophet are you? Did that make sense? God wanted to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. It was not the devil that wanted to go and do that. So God came to Abraham and let him know. Because Abraham was a prophet of God. What does that mean? He got to know the mind of God before Sodom is destroyed. That is what prophet means. <laughs> are you still there? talking about the people now understand we are talking about the people who can see into the realm of spirit the very move of God where God is what God intends to do now and that is not something for one man it should be a collective sight or collective vision look at what the Bible says He said the burial Christians the burial Christians is a whole group of people put together. it say one man they were always searching to find out what Paul taught whether it is so. That the whole group of those believers have the same spirit, the same attitude, the same mind. Are you there? Hallelujah. Let me take you to the New Testament on this so that you can understand what I'm saying. So we are talking about a collective community of people who knows the mind of God. You know what? God will speak to the prophetic community. Ephesians 3. I'm going to read there. God prophetic community about his intent and purposes. So here is a fellowship that knows the very move of God, where God is, what he intends to do next. Now get this right. Prophets are not many. In the true sense, and it's in the sense of what we call prophet. You can have a local assembly and there may be one or two prophets. Am I talking? come on talk to me am I correct yes in local assemblies you may have one or two prophets so what what is the implication of that prophetic communities are not also many did you get it hello hallelujah prophetic communities are not also many what does that mean prophetic congregations in terms of local assemblies are not very many What is the implication? It's not all churches that knows the mind of God. That know what God is doing. Where God is. What he intends to do now. Not all churches knows that. It's only prophetic communities. That have access to this mind of God. In this dimension. And prophetic communities. Are not altar court ministries. They are the most holy place ministry. The most holy place ministry. This man stands before God. They get insights. Somebody called me up yesterday and said, Pastor, I don't know which way to go. I said, you should have known before now. But just in case you don't know. Before then, he sent me a message. He said, I don't know the meaning of this. I said, what is it? He said, I saw this wild wind. You know the wild wind? We call it Eddie, right? I said, I saw this wild wind. I don't know the meaning. I said, get ready. It's had a past, present, or future. But there's trouble. And the next day, the guy hit it. The white wind came. <laughs> and he called me back. I said, have you prayed? The decision you are in now. Who gave it to you? Have you prayed? And this morning, he sent a text to me. God asked me. I'm so happy about that. God asked me to read Genesis. I won't give you the chapter. Hallelujah. He said, but I can't interpret it. Can you please help me? I said, the answer is right there before you. Walk with the mind of God and not with the mind of man. You may have so many thoughts, many opinions, many decisions made for you. But now God wants you to sit up. He wants to walk on you. Prophetic people. That you don't act because you want to act. Ask him a question before this happens. This decision you are actually in, have you prayed? we do nothing except I will reveal it to my prophet. Not what the devil wants to do, God is not gonna have time for that. But what he gives to his prophet is what he wants to do. Are we all together? Okay, Ephesians 3. I read from verse 2 if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, what? How about the revelation? He made known unto me the mystery as I wrote before in few words. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge the mystery of Christ. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now. Are you done with me? Revealed unto what? His holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Can you see it? There are things that men don't know that God gives to his holy apostles and prophets. So, when you talk about the prophetic community, it means that those who reveal or have the revelation of the mind of God. Help me. Are you there? So many things are unknown to the sons of men. Hallelujah. So, But God is now revealing them he is apostles and prophet by the Spirit. So who is a prophet and who is an apostle? If you will. These are men that know the mind and the will of God. Am I, com- am I communicating here? Hallelujah. Those are not the thoughts and intents and purposes of God. These are what would people call prophets. <laughs> These are people will call apostles. Right? The false and primary definition of a prophet is a man that knows the mind and the will of God. For every situation, for every second sense. So when we talk about the prophetic community, we're talking about the church that understands God's mind part-time and in season. Paul oh, will speak to the people and say, I will not leave you ignorant and I have nothing to declare to you the whole counsel of God. For the whole child to know the mind of God and bring it to a prophetic community. That is why there is nothing for me too big to declare in this place. Because I want a community that is prophetic. Are you still there? In the true sense, I'm not able to tell you we are prophetic people. We know where we are in God's timing and seasons. (laughs) Hallelujah. The prophets are those who speak forth. Stress forth the utterances and the visions of God. Not necessarily those who see vision and things like that. Right? Visions of tigers and crocodiles and spiders and some of those things, whatever. Oh, that's that's not necessary. You know, there's a big difference between visionaries and prophets. Do you understand that? Big difference between visionaries and prophets. The Bible says such as shall see visions. Seeing vision doesn't make you a prophet. Prophet, a man who knows God's mind, God's thought, God's intent, for people, for community, for his body, which he has to do with his church. For some of us, you know, the, it could be a prophetic dimension that have to do with the local assembly. Fine, there's no problem. But you tell them and you make them know what God is saying. But again, we have a collective group of people now, that we'll find in Psalm 105, which is a whole congregation, a whole community becoming prophetic people. Why? Because each and every one of them knows God's mind. Can we come to a place in this place? Fellows, where every decision we are going to take, we have to have some element of prophetic dimension. Can we come to that? That we don't just sit down and have meetings. We sit and have meetings, go back home, see God's face to see if the things will put them right in His will and His purpose. Can we come to that? Prophetic people. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so I want you to understand that. We come to a place where in a prophetic spirit, we can burst forth, flow forth, because the Bible says the men of old, they spoke as the spirit, gave them utterance. Is that okay? Not because they premeditated, not because they wanted to, but just as you are in a local assembly like this, on the portal you begin to speak for the mind of God. What he intends to do, what do we have this house to move into in the next level? We don't just talk about next level. We've got to see God speaking to us about the next level. That is what makes a prophetic community. Somebody say, Pastor, this is what God is telling us. That's what makes a prophetic community. Am I speaking to someone? Am I speaking above your head? That's what makes a prophetic community. Hallelujah. You have to wake up. Because, listen, when you begin to walk in that dimension, don't forget what we're saying. God is going to rebuke kings on your behalf. You want protection? Move into the prophetic. Come on. It's so easy. Why is it so? Because when you walk in obedience, God brings in protection and provision. Are you see there? Most often, prophets are not good people. Visionaries are. <laughs> that is why you can understand people like Ezekiel suffer so much. Remember, the Bible says some of them were son and sunder. Why? Because they were declaring the mind of God. Visionaries are good people. To the generally, but prophets are not good people. Do you know what I'm saying? What made made you think that Jeremiah had to be put in prison? Because he was not a visionary, he was a prophet. Prophets are not good people. All the good guys you see coming to be good to you are visionaries. Because prophets are something very, very negative. Why? Because the will of man is always against the will of God. And so when the will of God is declared man gets angry. That is why the prophetic people are not good people. Are you that? Hallelujah. So we find, like I said before, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were all called prophets. Because God actually used to converse with them. Remember that? They used to have conversation. They used to have discussion with God. That's why they were prophetic people. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See whatever Isaac would do. See whatever Jacob would do. Isaac wanted to live in a place. God said, stay here. Remember that? In the night, God spoke to him. Stay here. They were prophetic people. They know God's mind. That is what God is intending you to come up to. I just carry one book called the Bible. Go to church every day. Abraham never had a Bible. Talk to me. He never had one. What book was he reading? Kai. If you may understand what I mean, let me use that. <laughs> what book was Abraham reading? What book was Isaac reading? Where was your Bible reading? But it was prophetic people. Why they were working with the mind of God, anytime, anywhere, in season and out of season. They wouldn't take a step except being directed from remote spirit. Hallelujah! I wish I can raise you up to this level. Glory to God. Amen. So now. Let me come down and begin to seal up. Look at Ephesians. I mean Exodus. Exodus 19. <laughs> Exodus 19. That was struggling for last week. Uh, just escaped. this computer, switched it. All right. Exodus 19. Let me show you something. I'm talking about prophetic people. Prophetic community. Touch no man, that do my prophet no harm. God rebuke kings for their sake. I like that. For your sake, kings shall be rebuked. Hallelujah. Are we there now? Exodus 19 I'm going to read verse 5 and 6 Now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my commandment, then it shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine and it shall be unto me what? A kingdom of priests and a holy nation These are the words that shall speak unto the children of Israel. Now turn very quickly to the book of Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 4 Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Are you there? Let's read on verse 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgment, even as the Lord my God commanded me. Who is talking here? Moses. That you should do so in the land without you go to possess it. What is he trying to say? When you get down to the land, teach these things that I taught you. Are you there? Keep therefore and do them. For this is what? Your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. What is wisdom? God's mind, God's thoughts. Sophia. We shall hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and what? An understanding people. Ooh. Hallelujah. Keep them, do them. What is he keeping on doing? What God said. In Exodus, he said, If you keep this and obey my voice, you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Remember that? And in to the term, he said, You do this thing that I've taught you and teach them to the next generation, and then that's going to be your wisdom and what? Your understanding. And look at what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. He said, Get wisdom and get understanding, for that shall be the stability of your time. And the strength of what? Your salvation. Say, men shall see and know that this is actually God's people. Wisdom and understanding. How do we come into that? As God begins to communicate to us. God begins to make us understand new certain things. You may walk in the street just wearing whatever you want to wear. And people don't look at you. see, Listen to me. I'm not talking about wearing coats. I love coats too. But this is not coats. Hmm? Hello? Do you understand what I'm talking about? We are talking about knowing God's mind, wise people. Okay, maybe you don't understand. I'm gonna show you something very quickly. Ephesians 3. Prophetic community. Uh, come on, not just get into one hold and singing and dancing and jumping, and no, goes beyond that. Goes beyond that. Hallelujah. Are you there in Ephesians three again? I'm gonna be reading from verse number eight. Unto whom I'm less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. God permitting, me I shall be speaking on that some time come. The fellowship of the mystery. What is a mystery? A mystery is that information that only an initiate can get. Let me give you. A, let me use a negative example. If somebody is in a court, he knows what a court does, but you don't know. Why? Because the man have been initiated into that cult. So to you it's a mystery because you can know it, you can assess it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mystery. Remember that? He said to you it is given. To them it is not given. To do what? To know the mystery. That is to say when you get to start knowing the mystery you have been initiated into the fellowship of the mystery. You see things that people don't see, but you read the same book. Why? Because there's an eyesight with which your eyes have been anointed. You see what they can't see. Therefore, you walk in the way they can't walk. Your life is different from their life. (laughs) Are you there? Okay, watch this. He said, the fellow people of the mystery, quit from the beginning of the world, how beheading God who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent, why are we getting this mystery? Verse number ten. Why is the mystery coming to us? Why is God revealing this mystery that will be hidden in time past unto us? To the intent, to the purpose. This is the reason that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Might be made know by the church. Watch. The manifold wisdom. Now what did he say you're going to get or what we call you according to Deuteronomy chapter 4 a people who are wise and they have what understanding. Now he says through the church that wisdom has to be what? Reveal. What is that supposed to mean? The church reveals the mind of God to the rest of creation. And even here he said this thing has to be revealed to principalities and powers. In two dimensions positive and negative. Angels have to learn from you. (laughs) <laughs> Did they get that? Hello. Angels have to learn from you. When you come to the place of true sonship in the house, angels have to learn from you. That is why you can't worship angels, Colossians 2. Because they are seven. Hallelujah, help me. Am I talking here? They are servants. But you are sons. Servant doesn't worship. I mean, son doesn't worship servants. (laughs) You know, the Bible says, Jesus, uh, he he got got a name uh, by inheritance that is above every other name. <laughs> Hallelujah. In all the depth and the extent of what your salvation carries, you can't worship angels. Angels are supposed to worship you. Can you remember what happened in the book of Mark? Even the book of Matthew, chapter 4. The Bible tells us when, when Jesus has finished dealing with the devil through wisdom and knowledge, he didn't go into any fight. By the time you finish, it is read. It is written. Remember that the Bible says angels came and do what they worship him. God was his son. So you don't worship angels. Angel Gabriel, angel Theophilus, angel Anthony. <laughs> Come on, am I talking to someone here? Sons don't worship angels. He said you have to reveal to angels. These are principalities and powers. The manifold wisdom. Many side. That is the real purpose of the church. That is why we are a prophetic community. To reveal God's men to angels. What they don't know. And not just that. On the negative side. Principalities and powers. Anytime you talk about principalities and powers. People mind go to the devil and demon. Fine. That's why I saying positive and negative. So on the negative side. What is the church supposed to do? We let the demons and the devil know. God's mind. We don't fight them. Because they are not qualified to be fired. Or to, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Do you need to go into any kind of wrestling? I don't want the devil to even get close to me. Because before you wrestle with a man, you must be close. Come on now. Am I talking? How can you? Have you watched wrestling before? The two men must tie. Why do I have to stay myself with the devil? Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, think about it. The Bible say we are putting on the, the garment of righteousness, it's so white you want to stain it by allowing someone to get close to you, rebuke far away. I don't want to stain myself. <laughs> Those of you who like wrestling, go ahead, <laughs> hallelujah! But you know something. You can carry God's presence so much so that the devil themselves will recognize, bow, complain and run away before you get there. That is the kind of community I want. Devil came and said, we know it is not your time, man. Come on, give us some time. That's why they were begging Jesus. Remember that? They were begging Jesus. So have you come to destroy when it is not your time, no time for wrestling. They know they don't even have to start anyone at all. So they just have to get out of the way. Even as he was just approaching, he haven't even said anything. Somebody said that was because of Jesus. Oh, now get to the book of Acts and you find another good brother, you know, brother of Jesus. You know the man? Apostle Paul. The devil says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. That means Jesus and Paul, they are on the same platform, they are from the same family. I know them. What name do you carry? Jesus is a senior brother to Paul. Both of them are of the same father. I know their family. Where they come from. When the devil begins to ask you this question, check yourself. Am I talking to somebody? Is it all stay in church, stay in church, all these things we do? No, 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 no. This thing is spiritual. We are spirit people. We are a community of a prophetic people. We are not just believers in that sense. We are sons. Carrying the identity, you see, you see, the you see Bible's inherited a name which is above every other name? We have come to that same place where our identity is changing on a daily basis. And that is why my consign for you to move into the prophetic dimension that you can see this, you can hear this, you can know this, even before they happen. And so when they happen, they are no longer anything strange. And somebody doesn't come to you and say, But do you know? I know. Hallelujah. Like that brother I told him, he said, I said, that's a wide wind. Say said, yes now, I understand. And so it's no longer a problem because God first showed him the wide wind. And the God that showed the wide wind also know how it's going to take the wind away. Because the first thing is for God to speak to you that he loves you, that you are his son, that you belong to him. Am I talking to someone? How many of you remember this? the, 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 the subject on the bastard and the sons of the house? when God doesn't talk to you, about that. Hallelujah. So, the question is, the church today, where are we? Now, look at verse 11. According, verse 10 says, to the intent and unto the principalities and powers and the heavenly places might be made known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose which he purpose in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is an eternal thing. There is something that has been there before the foundation of the world. The eternal purpose of God, God's intent, what is God's mind? God, help me! I'll tell you. There's three stages of God's work in terms of redemption. We need to know because what you have right now, I can tell you, this is just the church age. I have time to teach you, but this is just the church age we know by the scriptures and through revelation. This is just the church age. From the church age, we're going to enter the age where nations will move to the church. Remember that? Say, Mountain of Lodge shall be started and all the mountains shall come. Can you remember that? Micah said, Isaiah said that. That's another age. That's the age we are coming. That is when evangelism will become real. That's where men will be hungry, they'll be moving into God. There's going to be conversion in a mass. Not because of what you can do or what I can do. But that's going to be the time and the season and the age. And the final age that we're going to come into is when God shall be all, you know. That are the three stages we're working in life. We're just still in the church age. This we know. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? I'm talking about according to the eternal purpose. The church should make this declaration. That you speak forth. Somebody was speaking a few days ago and said, Pastor David, what do you think about what Libyan president said? I said he said what he has to say. And if it is God using an unbeliever to make a declaration, then God will not allow us to go into war. He says, So how is he going to do it? I said he will put a dissatisfaction in the heart of our brothers there. And he will simply say, I don't want to stay with you anymore there will be a spiritual divorce and they will be to hate each other and they will part peacefully. There will be no trouble, no shedding of blood. Am I talking to someone? Have you stayed in a place someone said, I'm no longer ready to stay in this place. People will beg begging you to stay, so I don't want to stay. You just want to go. If God can restrain Abimelech, he can cause dissatisfaction in the heart of those people. And they say, you go, 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 go. We don't want to stay with you anymore. It's so simple. So I don't know who he's talking. If it is God, he knows how to do it. But it's not by war. It's not even by politics. But by shared dissatisfaction. This we know. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's men that fight to have a separation. We don't need to fight to have a separation. No! Not in that context. Why? Because in every nation, that's a big subject we can't go into now, but you see, in every nation, as God said, the boundaries, He put resources for those people to take care of themselves. So it's not the issue of all When the time comes, they over there, we know that they have more than enough to take care of themselves. And what good thing God has given to them is the spirit of contentment. So whatever thing they have will be satisfied for them. Can you get that? Check it out. Those guys, they are more contented than you. <laughs> Hallelujah! We are talking about a community of prophetic people. And that is you and me. When he said, touch no my anointed and do my prophet no harm. He's talking to a collective people. He's not talking to one man. He's the people that knows the mind, the thought, the intents of God. And that is you and me.